0: This past week I was called up for jury duty and uh, so I found myself in downtown Akron in our beautiful court building in the jury selection room and we went through orientation and they told us how to get out of each of the various parking decks that are in downtown Akron and where to get food and coffee every day and what kind of breaks we would receive and the merits of showing up on time. And then we watched an orientation video that I saw the last time I served jury duty, of which I have some qualms about the blanket characterization of the Middle Ages, but that's another topic. But there was one part that kind of caught me that didn't before. The commentator on the video said that people had to die in order that I might be able to serve jury duty that day. To take part in the jury system of this nation is rather unique, and it didn't just happen. Somebody had to sacrifice in order to make it possible. We hear it all the time, people died for your freedoms, people died for your rights, people died for this nation. So live as to deserve them. But for some reason, it really hit me that morning. I don't know why. And as many people in the room joked about trying to get out of jury duty to go and enjoy those freedoms and rights that we are afforded, and truthfully, it was a difficult week for me to get away from the parish, it really resonated with me that day that somebody was called away from their home, family, given a gun, a uniform, and some training, and was sent out to risk their life to make or protect this nation. And really, about all that was asked of me was to spare a few hours, maybe about once every eight years or so, to participate in this unique endeavor of jury duty. What good is it having a good America if we don't have good Americans, if we do not promote, preserve and protect our culture, then we deserve whatever world someone else is willing to impose on us. This past Wednesday morning, the first reading for Mass was from the Acts of the Apostles, and it read like a news bulletin report to the early church. Stephen had just been murdered. We have a picture of him up over here, St. Stephen. He was the first Uh, one of the first deacons and the first martyr of the church. You see the stones on the open book down there. He was accused of uh, being a part of the seditious movement of Christianity so he was hauled out and stoned to death and it went on to say how the men who were burying him were crying loudly over the injustice of this death and the loss of their friend. It identified the man responsible, a man named Saul, who was trying to eradicate the Christian movement from his nation. There were reports of homes being broken into and Christian families being dragged out into the streets in order to be arrested. The Christian community was scattered. Wow. It's not so different from what we hear still happens in parts of the world today, sometimes to Christians, sometimes to other faiths or ethnicities. But importantly, what was the response from the scattered Christian communities in the Acts of the Apostles? It said wherever they were scattered, they preached the word. They had a choice to make. They could keep quiet, they could hide, practice secretly and be safe, but that would only make things worse. It means Saul's world would win and spread, and the repression would only get worse. It might have meant that the Christian movement would eventually have died out, or that it might be so weak today as to be inconsequential. But they, and we, had a shepherd that was willing to sacrifice to protect them And to hide now would be to betray that shepherd, to live a lie, to live in tyranny, and to make it more difficult for those who came after them. But instead, what they did was become shepherds themselves. They did not remain sheep in the pasture ready to be eaten. They decided that the world envisioned by Christ and for which he was willing to make a major sacrifice was so worth preserving, so far superior to the world that Saul was trying to establish and protect, that they decided it was something for which they would sacrifice. So for us in Akron, Ohio, in the year 2018, on this Good Shepherd Sunday, It is more than just about realizing that we have the Good Shepherd on our side. It's about recognizing that we too are called to be shepherds. For there are only two types of Christians. There are disciples and there are imposters. There was a story on one of my podcasts recently about an Eritrean high school student who was such a good runner that he had his eyes set on the Olympics and he had a menial job working for the government which was a military dictatorship and when his boss part of the government refused to give him his paycheck he complained and he was warned that if he kept complaining that he would be arrested and possibly shot for making Uh, uh, complaints against the government. So he said he walked away but then later he was arrested and while in jail he still tried to train as much as he could and actually he got better but it was becoming apparent that he was not going to get out of jail in time to participate in the Olympics in his lifetime unless he escaped. So he and some others banded together and at an opportune time jumped the wall, took off and they ran, and they ran, and they ran. And during the days of running and hiding, they became something of a family, a little clan, running across the country, trying to get into the next country over. Eventually, they were spotted by some soldiers who started shooting at them, and they started running again. And he says while he was running, one of the things that went through his mind was, please just don't shoot me in the legs. I want to be in the Olympics. And he was by far the strongest and fastest runner, and he had a choice to make. Did he want to live in a world where it was every man for himself? Did he want to be the type of man that was only concerned about his own dreams? When he fell asleep at night, perhaps having won the gold medal, did he want that medal tarnished by the remembrance of those who died? that he didn't bother trying to help. How much better of a world, how much better of a man, and what a better story if he sacrificed himself for those who were in danger, those he called family. So he ran slower than he could have and encouraged the group. And then when they came up to this wall, he made sure they were all up and over the wall before he himself went over. He could have gone out and been safer, far ahead. But he reigned in his ability in order to save all the people that were under his care. He was a shepherd. All of us must ask ourselves the question, what kind of world do we want? What kind of man do I want to be? What kind of woman do I want to be? What kind of family? What kind of community? What kind of city or nation do I want? And it's not good enough just to imagine it. You have to live it. You have to sacrifice for it. And you have to make the right kind of sacrifice and the right size of sacrifice. Otherwise, it's just a dream, and dreams die with the dreamer. Visions live with the shepherds willing to sacrifice. In the same way that we had a better vision about what this church could look like, we couldn't just dream it. We had to live it. And you, you had to make sacrifices in order for it to happen. And now that we're in the process, every day there are forces at work to make this church dirty again. Remember all the black that was on the facade of the front of the church? The dirt started settling on the church again before the water even dried that we used to clean it. And it is up to us to keep at it to keep the better vision alive at all times. And so it is with life. There are always those who want our culture to be a different way. If we don't work to preserve the gifts given to us, handed down to us, a world of the good, of the true and the beautiful in which every human being has dignity, a world that sees sacrifice as a noble thing there are going to be those who are willing to step into the vacuum and take over, just like Saul. For example, there are those who think Christianity really took off because Emperor Constantine converted to Christianity and then forced all his people to be Christian. That's not the way it happened. Don't believe that. It was because his nation was rapidly becoming Christian. And if he wanted to maintain power, He had to become Christian and jump on board. And that's how things change. And unfortunately, it seems to be what, in reverse, is happening to our nation. Christ had a better vision of this world and of humankind. He lived it, helped others to live it, and he sacrificed for it. And his apostles didn't scatter like endangered lambs, but like shepherds taking root again wherever they were because Christ's vision is a world worth fighting for, and we are called to do likewise.